Oh, you know what time it is. Welcome to another episode of Too Young to Be This Old. I am Ben, here with Andy. Hello. Thank you again for listening to us. If you want to find all podcast-related items, you can find them on our website at podcast.tooyoungtobethisold.com, where you'll find all the links to our social media and all various links of where to listen to us. And that's all for housekeeping today. Aw, don't forget to follow <laughs> us on Facebook or Twitter, using oh, yeah. whichever platform you perform, prefer perform, prefer. Yeah, we're trying to be active on both of those. But uh, well, besides, one of them. Yeah, one of them. But besides yeah. posting on social media, Ben, what have you been up to? Well, first and foremost, we randomly got some fucking snow down here in the south. Yeah, we did. Freaking the Friday before the snow came on Saturday and the Friday before Friday morning, the report was we were going to get a dusting. And then the lunchtime report was half an inch to an inch. And then by dinner time, it's like you're going to get two to four inches of snow. I go to Food Lion, you know, the place where I buy all of my groceries and uh, I'm getting stuff to make chili because I'm like, oh, it's going to be cold tomorrow. That'd be a great, great meal to make. And I'm in line and a lady tries to spark up a conversation. And I jokingly say, well, they're calling for two to four inches, but we didn't know about it till today, so that means we'll probably get more like five to six inches. <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, I had five inches on my front porch uh, Saturday. You sure did. Yep. Yeah, I remember when I woke up, I walked the dog, there was no snow, and I was like, mm, yep, that's what I expected. And then I get back inside, and I'm sitting on the couch for a bit, watch something on TV, and then all of a sudden I see these big fluffy chunks of snow falling and i'm like wait what the what is going on here and uh proceeded to watch that snow build up for a while yeah um, which was I, enjoyable. it was dude it was the same thing for me i got up at like 8 30 saw yeah. that it was uh not snow outside yet yeah so proceeded to sit down and start playing some of that world of warcraft and uh next thing i know i look over <clears throat> look out my window and i'm like hmm Looks like it might have done something. Then I walk outside and there's like an inch and a half of snow on my porch. I'm like, oh, okay, it did do things. Yeah, it sure did. Um, and of course, you've seen how people drive around where I live um, very badly. And Awful. Even when was, in good conditions, it's terrible. Yeah, uh, there was like four or five crashes out near the highway, not far from me. And Forsyth County Sheriff was just like, stop, stop driving, please stay the fuck off the road unless you have an absolute emergency because by like four it had kind of slushed over here and i think because it didn't look that bad a lot of people just went to town oh yeah but that was fun while it lasted but that was just kind of a one-day thing by sunday the world was normal again for us yeah saturday afternoon we returned to normalcy which was nice um did you do anything special for valentine's day uh not as special as you which i oh, think I went mean, to your your favorite favorite uh food establishment i wouldn't say favorite food establishment, no. but it's a great time even <laughs> if it is medieval oh boy so uh, we, me, me and the lady Went to a medieval times with a friend of the podcast, Zach, and uh, his fiance Christy. Christy was kind enough to drive, which was fantastic. Um, we get there, and uh, this is one of the first times that I've ever gone that I noticed they have the sellout sign up. 
So completely sold out show. Probably to blow like, some dust off that bad boy. Um, maybe. <laughs> I also am really good about going at like random times. Yeah, I mean it's like a random Thursday night, and you're like, I'm in medieval times tonight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so maybe that's why I don't see the sellout yeah, sign. I don't long usually long. go on weekends. I mean, they they got to be staying open somehow. I don't know how deep those pockets are, but they're surviving, I guess. Well, they're surviving because there's probably a lot of dumb people who pay full price. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's not me, son. That's not me. So we get there, and we get in the line for, like, because we we did the, like, a a little bit of an upgraded package, which guarantees that we get a better seating kind of thing. We didn't go all out this time. VIP level? We didn't do the VIP. We did what they call uh, royalty. Oh, so like VIP means you're in one of the first two rows. Right. Royalty puts you guaranteed to be in the third and fourth row. Mm-hmm. And then uh, open admission is like the rest of the tables. Right. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, it was it was a good call. Good call. Uh, with them being a full house, then we got there like thirty minutes ahead of time. I frequent, as Andy has mentioned, Medieval Times quite a bit, so me and Caitlin have bought Medieval Time mugs and glasses <laughs> that we take back to the castle every time we go, because instead of paying full drink price, you pay refill price. What is what is refill price? Because okay. nowhere I've been has that. Okay, so, example, the mug that I have mm. is a 32-ounce mug. Right. And a refill of Angry Orchard is $6 mm. for 32 ounces of Angry Orchard. Okay. That's, uh, that's not too bad. No, and that leads me to the heart of this story. We get there. We go ahead and get in the drink line. We're going to fill up our drinks before we go into to be seated because they haven't called for people to be seated yet. So we get our drinks. Drinking my drink, it's very enjoyable, nice, cold. I know your opinion on Angry Orchard is not the same as mine, but there's nothing better <laughs> An angry orchard straight out of that tap. Oh, God. It's a delicious, Nothing delicious, <laughs> delicious, delicious drink. And uh, I get about halfway through mine. We sit down. I, I finish mine. I look over. Zach has finished mine, and Caitlin has finished hers. They're still seating people. So I'm like, I know the lady's going to walk around, but if I just use my own two legs, I can get to the bar faster and get another refill. So. Pro gamer move. That's what me, Zach, and Caitlin got up and did. We refill our drinks, and I'm like, it's probably a good time to use the restroom because I've already drank 32 ounces of beer. Jesus Christ. We've been there for less than 25 minutes. Oh, my God. Which you don't normally have to line up to get your drinks, right? That's just because you're impatient. Correct. Okay, okay. They do, they do have somebody that walks around once everyone gets seated. Right. So the one issue when it is a full house, like it was this night, they don't get around as often. So like we were sitting there, when we were sitting there, we were like, she'll probably come around and be able to get us for one refill. But that's not going to cut it. (laughs) Right. Well, not just that. Since we'd already finished our drinks, we're not going to wait that long for a drink refill. They're still seating. Nothing started yet. So we go. (laughs) We get back. They finally kind of get things started. Of course, I don't care. I've been there so many times. It doesn't matter. I know the show. I know what I know. I know everything but the finish. So it's the same reason I watch wrestling. 
it suspends my disbelief and it makes I was me about happy. To say it's very much like wrestling as me. Yes, it, it 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 really is. <laughs> so I'm drinking and I finished my second beer, and the horses are doing their horsey dance stuff. And since I'm not a big equestrian person, I'm like, this will be the bend spot to go get more beer. Nobody joins me this time, but I go get another beer. Come back, I'm drinking it. I get about halfway through when Beer Lady we spoke of comes through. And I go ahead and tell her, I want another one. She sees that my mug is half full. She goes, well, I'll bring you another one, but make sure this is empty um, before I come back or it won't fit in there. I was like, don't worry about that. I've got that part covered. (laughs) Please tell me you did not get cut off at the medieval times. Let me finish. Oh, boy. Um, Food finally comes out. I still have my half a beer. And at this point, I'm now two, so six, 64 ounces of beer. In. And I haven't eaten Christ. since like 11. Well, that they're 32 is... ounce glasses, 32 ounce glasses. And I've already finished out. two. I've already finished two and I'm halfway through my third. The food finally gets there. I eat it like I haven't eaten in days. <laughs> so it was like recovery chicken. Just <laughs> ah, blah, 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 blah. Finished the rest of the beer, so 64 plus 32 is 96. Yeah. 96 beer. 96 ounces of beer. And then my fourth one comes out, and I only drank four. I only drank four. Mm-hmm. I did not get cut off at the Medieval Times. Okay. All but right. keep in mind that a Medieval time show is only two hours long. That's true. So, oh 100 and... How many? I should... It, if I had been the if if the same person who had poured my beer at medieval times, I probably would have got cut off. Yeah, that is probably yeah. a true statement, but that's, that's not what happened. I just got tore up from the floor up. <clears throat> that that sounds like a good time though. It was a great time because for the first time in like the seven times we've gone there, <laughs> our night finally won. Oh shit! We were finally a part of victory. Did you and get so hype? Dude, me and Zach were so loud, the knight could hear (laughs) us, and he told us this when we talked to him. Me and Zach were starting WWE chants at Medieval Times. Oh, my God. So when we go out to meet our knight, he looks at us and just goes, the champ is here. And I'm just like, fuck yes. And we're just so excited. It It was so much hype, and I was pretty intoxicated. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. But you got to actually go to a wrestling event. I did. So I went to the first time of uh, AEW coming to Atlanta. Uh, And another first for AEW would have been, it was their first cage match as well. Um, So first off, it was at the uh, Phillips Arena, also known as now State Farm Arena. Um, They have renovated it quite a bit. Uh, the seats are way better now, by the way. They're comfier. But that also may have something to do with the fact that I was like two rows from the floor. Right. I had no idea how good these seats were right. um, when they were purchased. I was under the assumption they were like a little bit higher up in the lower bowl where where I was when I went to go see SmackDown. But no, we were right by the floor, um, which was incredible. Um, it was... You know, only the second time I've been to a, you know, pro wrestling event. And uh, this one was was uh, just a fantastic time. Uh, they did a really good job of engaging the crowd. 
um, outside of like the TV broadcast portions. Um, mm-hmm. So like in commercial breaks, they would do a lot more talking to the crowd from like, um, well, like main ring announcer. Right. So that was pretty cool. You got like a lot, you felt like you were a lot more part of the show. Um, it was pretty packed. Um, they were trying to make sure that camera side was, uh, was full up though, which was interesting. So at one point we got offered to go on, on hard camera side, but the seats were not going to be as good as what we had. Um, so we declined, but so there is a little something to to be said about the attendance. Yeah. 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 So, um, it was full. It was just like, and, and it ended up, it ended up being more, you could tell that like the production crew is very much about making sure it looks like it's very full. Yeah. And a lot of people who ended up getting offered hard camera seats, ended up coming back to their section because the people who bought those tickets showed up. It was like they were uh, panic that nobody was the people weren't going to show up and obviously I guess had no way to check were these seats bought or not. Um, which was the only little bit of like disorganization that you could see happening. Um, right. Now I've never been that close for like a raw or smackdown taping, so who's to say whether or not that happens um, in those situations, but Aside from all that, it was a killer episode of Dynamite as far as since I've been watching weekly. Um, this was one of the better episodes of Dynamite, I think, all around. Besides being there, it adds you know, another level of excitement. But some really good matches. You got Cody jumping off the top of the cage. Just phenomenal. Like That place was going absolutely insane. Uh, so it was... It was a good time. It was exhausting. Um, there was like two or three dark matches afterwards that we totally could not, could not uh, hang for. And uh, we opted to get the fuck out of Atlanta. But, I don't blame you on that one. Yeah, we, we saw the first dark match because they do a dark match before the live show starts. Then the live show happens and they do like two or three dark matches afterwards for AEW Dark. Um yeah, by, by the end, I was like, no, I want to go. I want to go so bad. I just want to <laughs> go home, especially with knowing, you know, I had to work the next day. Uh, it was it was time to go. But AEW was awesome. Uh, our tickets were pretty reasonably priced, and especially for the seats we got, those same seats for a WWE match would have been a significantly larger amount of money. Right, you wouldn't also have been asked to move because you know they would have known their seats are taken yeah yeah exactly um, but really good time i do for me the only two big things that stuck out since last time we've talked uh that that i found great interest in is daytona 500 happened uh which was one of the few times in recent memory that nascar has been on the front of everyone's mind uh it was a fantastic race that nobody's going to talk about because nope. of the absolutely horrendous wreck that occurred at the end of the race featuring uh, Ryan Newman. Um, if you haven't seen it, you probably have seen it. If you haven't seen it, uh, don't recommend watching it. It's pretty, yeah. pretty nuts. But if you're morbidly curious and want to, go ahead. Uh, Ryan Newman is getting pushed for the lead. The car's hit at an awkward angle. He gets spun into the wall car flips and starts to spin it spins driver's side facing traffic upside down 
and he gets hit by another car going about 190 and then just kind of pinballs and rolls down to the track car sparking as it slides down the track brief moment of fire happens and uh one thing that i wasn't aware of at the time it happened but the emt was there in 32 seconds from the time the car stopped that is they had yeah i did not realize the response time was that quick they had to cut him out of the car because he was unconscious and it was a rough couple of hours as a nascar fan basically just waiting to hear news um I think everybody that watched that race and saw that wreck immediately was thrown back in 2001 uh, when Dale Earnhardt crashed because it had a very similar and very eerie vibe to that. It was just much more uh, extravagant of a wreck than than the one Earnhardt was in because Earnhardt was kind of like he hit the wall and then that was that. I don't think anybody thought anything else of it. Uh, But Newman's basically, you saw that and you're like, "Mm, you don't walk away from that. But he did. Yeah. He came out of the hospital two days later, barefoot with his little girls. Well, that's so that's good. Good happy ending. And uh, the yeah. other sporting news I have is we had a heavyweight boxing match, which was a big hype. Deontay oh, yeah. Wilder versus Tyson Fury two. I saw. And uh, sorry, go ahead. I was about to say, and uh, Tyson Fury came out and whooped Deontay Wilder's ass. I saw that, and I saw that Braun Strowman immediately started challenging him again. He should. <laughs> Although, it was, uh, so it, it's funny to me, because, like, I watched the first fight with a bunch of friends. Yeah. And I said in the first fight, because I know boxing, but I don't know boxing, if that makes sense. Right. Um, I know enough to tell when somebody is a good boxer and when somebody just has good punches, if that makes, you know. So when we watched the first one, I was like, Tyson Fury is a better boxer. And then everybody's like, oh, Wilder's got a better record. Wilder's blah, blah, this, blah, blah, that. <laughs> Wilder may punch harder, but Tyson yeah. Fury knows how to box better. Yeah. And yeah. then in fight two, that was on full display. Tyson Fury had bulked up to, I think, 273. He was like 256 Jesus. the first time they fought. Right. He's six foot nine, though. So it doesn't oh, look right, that right. much. Yeah. Um, but he bulked up to 273, and that yeah. boy was just bringing the power so a lot of excuses that have been coming out of wilder's camp about why Lawrence saying his ring gear was too heavy when he walked down to the <laughs> ring but he's being all upset because they threw the towel in on him instead of letting him get knocked out but i mean i think it i don't agree with the call because he's the kind of guy who has, has said in interviews before he wants a body on his record uh, as in if he's in the ring and he kills somebody it's not going to hurt his conscience oh god yeah, that that's Please a I, that's a very common boxing mentality though. So whatever. Yeah, I'm um, not a fan of it. But watching someone throw the towel in to protect him was kind of hypocritical, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and yeah, of course exactly. he came out and said he goes, "I don't agree with that decision at all." Sure. Um, and immediately fired the corner man that did it. So. All righty then. So that that was that's what I've been up to and yeah. what's been keeping Ben's interest here lately. How oh, about you, you tell us about this little uh, oh, yeah. excursion you went on this so, past weekend? Yeah, uh, it was two of our friends' birthdays were like one day after the other, so we ended up planning a nice little getaway and rented a cabin up in up in the Georgia mountains. Um, I've been there a few times up in the Ella J area. Always a good time. We got a really really pretty cabin, like up 
near the creek. There was like a waterfall. There was a ton of space. Um, hot tubs are like the the peak of relaxation and luxury, I think. Um, especially when it's like real cold outside. It's so much fun to just like run in, get a nice hot tub with a few beers. Just such a such a nice time or several glasses of bourbon which is what i did immediately when we got there there you go um the always fun thing is you never know what the roads are going to be like that lead to your cabin so we went in two cars we went in one four-wheel drive rav4 and then in one my hyundai sonata um so we had no no worries about the four-wheel drive car when we saw the road um now where our cabin was literally the it was like a straight down drop and then you had to almost immediately turn to the left and continue going down into the like hole that our cabin basically was hidden in in the woods um i was real concerned about how well my car would do but uh i think all that mud runner that i've been playing uh has continued to uh to be a benefit to my driving skills because uh made it in and out of there with no problems so that was a good time we did a whole lot of cooking and stuff because we knew that the um cabin would probably be a little tricky to get in and out of we didn't really want to have to plan to like leave there's not a whole bunch of places to eat around there there's some good barbecue but not not a ton of places you're gonna go to like out to eat all the time and it's enough of a hassle to get out so one night i think ben i sent you the picture very drunk we just made the like charcuterie spread to end all charcuterie spreads um that was probably it looked pretty large, tasty it was probably a large portion of the few hundreds of dollars we spent on food to supply the cabin that weekend but my god was it worth it like every every item you could imagine on on a charcuterie tray as well as a yummy baked brie and um several different types of cheeses and meats and various crackers and jellies and all that stuff um and then i got to i always enjoy cooking on the grill i got to make burgers for all the peeps one night got to make steaks another night a lot of fun with that um LJ and being a tiny town with like really not much food has like two places I really try to hit every time I go. One is their Pools Barbecue, which is amazing. I did not get to it this time. But two is this little place called Eastside Grill, which has some of the just best biscuits I've ever had. So one morning, I was actually, Friday night, I drank heavily and, and passed out way before everybody else. But it also meant I woke up at like 8 o'clock in the morning ready to ready to get the day started and i went out on my own and bought biscuits for everybody at the back of the cabin and just surprised everybody with just delicious southern biscuits in the morning um so a lot of eating and we live in the south they're just called biscuits here oh yeah it's true these were like just they're another level though of like you know these were made with lard there's hot links all that good stuff that's the only way to make biscuits. It's hard. It's Come true. On, get it together. It's true, but not everywhere does it. <laughs> well, you forget <laughs> that I, for the most part, make my own biscuits. Yeah, that's true. You do. <laughs> you don't, you don't uh, visit uh, fake biscuit places. 
Not very often. Yeah, but uh, you had some. Uh, well, I, well, I had a lot of really good food and and enjoyable food to cook and uh, enjoy. You you had some food. I did. <laughs> you had so food. we went uh, Saturday, <laughs> Saturday of the Wilder Fury fight. Uh, I actually went over to my buddy Ricky's house. Me and Caitlin, yeah. we had dinner with him and his wife. And uh, I got to experience what it's like to try to hang with like a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I realized oh. that uh, I am not ready for that age of kids. I need to start as a baby and build up that endurance. Mm, all right. <laughs> playing, playing with those kids basically was my workout for Saturday. Because <laughs> they wore my ass out. Yeah. But uh, he made, I'd never had it before, but he made beer can chicken. Um, And that's where you take, like, the chicken, and you've got a stand to hold the beer, and you just take the whole chicken and put it over top of the beer, and you cook that way. And it keeps the inside of the chicken super moist mm. uh, because that beer flavor, that beer flavoring gets inside the chicken and kind of cooks from the inside out. Um, It was the juiciest chicken I've ever eaten in my nice. life. It was very fantastic, and I will be picking up one of those beer can rigs uh, for the house. Oh, yes. Whenever I have a place to put a grill, because I think I'd rather <laughs> cook it on the grill than in the yeah, oven, because it yeah. looked a little messy. That's fair. Um, but it was delicious. He paired that with some purple and red mashed potatoes. They came out as a very purple mashed potato. Yeah. It was very delicious, and some homemade garlic bread, which was tasty, oh, but was basically just white bread. With garlic, <laughs> salt, onion powder, mozzarella, and butter. Hey, it's still it, yummy. It worked. I've been but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, after everything else, it was like right. presentation this is wise, what you it was skimped the, on? <laughs> Yeah, it's like presentation wise, that was where the weak link was. And then I brought some apple and cherry turnovers to complete the meal. So it was a very nice oh, dinner that we had as adults with a couple of kids at the table. Wow. But I say that, and we're talking about food here and how much I've drank, and I have yeah. been starting to go to the gym and work out. I have goals and I have plans. Um, we are starting a Biggest Loser competition at work, and that is going to start on Monday. Okay. But, so that's why this week you were able to do this horrible correct. food challenge. But thankfully <laughs> for me, KFC did not wait a week. They released a donut chicken sandwich. Holy shit, Andy. Jesus. So I need to know, is it like, you got? I didn't get to try it, so now I need to know, is it worth driving over to KFC and trying this? One time, yes. One time, okay. Okay, so let me put it this way. My <laughs> KFC that I went to, right. me and another guy from work also got one. We were the first two people to order them because we went in <laughs> on Monday. So we, oh, are, boy. we are patient one and two. Oh, God. For their first attempt at making these. In my head, I was all I could think of is like, this is going to be some old donut that they've gotten that just sits under a heat lamp. <laughs> and then Crusty they're just going to put. Yeah, exactly. In my head, that's what I'm imagining. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I watched the dude pull out the uncooked donut, like the oh, pre made dough. Right. Two of them drop them in the fryer. Oh, shit, son. It is two whole donuts that they oh use as your God. bun. And they put the icing on, at the moment, the top of the donuts. And then flip them inside out. 
So that you get you've got the non-ice side on the outside of the sandwich. Right. So it's donut with the icing top, the chicken, the icing bottom, and then donut. Right. And since these donuts are so hot, this icing is just melting. <laughs> it's just going everywhere. It looks disgusting. Oh, I recommend when you eat it, do not set it down. Right. Just eat it and don't let go. Right. But it is so good. Oh, man. It is so good. And then the combo comes with some tater wedges on the side. And that salt is the perfect complement for the sweetness that you just got (laughs) done eating. And uh, the only thing is is you get done eating it. And then you have the realization to yourself, like, I just ate two donuts that had a chicken (laughs) breast in between them and potato wedges. chicken breast in between them. Fried chicken breast in between them. And just like, what I just ate is the reason places hate America. Oh boy, that's exactly how I felt when I was done. That's that's what you texted me right when you finished. Hey, yep. So it is fantastic. I definitely recommend everyone trying one at least once. I yeah. do not want to see this become a permanent menu item. I uh, yeah, I'm guessing just because it it's only good as a novelty. The taste right. is great, but there's no way that I could justify ever getting another one. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think it's anything you ever get again. It's just like when KFC released the uh, Double Down. We got it once, and I was like, never again. Yeah. <laughs> and see, like, I did the KFC chicken and waffles when those were going on. Oh, yeah. But those were that. fine. Like, I would order right. those again. So right. I think the move is, if I do it again, because they do the sandwich, but they also do like they did with the waffle, where you get, like, a t- like two tenders, a donut, and a side. And I think if I do it again, I would do it that way. Because the donut was really good. I would want another one of those donuts, but I do not want to eat another one of those chicken donut sandwiches. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, jokingly aside, aside, yeah, this is bulking week, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Because the uh, biggest loser competition we have going on, everybody's thrown in 10 bucks, and I've already counted out. There's a possibility of $100 on the line. Oh, boy. Your boy's going to go hard. Got to go hard. Not be drinking 128 ounces of beer in a day. No, no. Not eating KSC donut chicken sandwiches. Man, beer can chicken may stay on the menu because it's actually yeah, not that bad for you. Protein. But that means you're going to miss the uh, the impending uh, release of Wendy's breakfast and whatever kind of nonsense that brings. What breakfast? Wendy's? Oh, yeah. Wendy's is already out. Wendy's. That no, breakfast it's... is already there. Uh, maybe you have a preview store near you, but nationwide. Uh, Gainesville it's, does. Yeah, of Gainesville course, does. Gainesville, Georgia does. Yep. They have all the previews. Nationwide, it starts on March 2nd for everybody who's not. Well, guess what I'm probably going to do Georgia. Friday morning. Get you a Wendy's breakfast item? Breakfast Baconator. I've already I've already scoped out that menu because they gave us <laughs> oh one God. when we went to Wendy's the other day. <laughs> Holy crap. Uh, let's get into some topics, though, because there's some yeah. things that have happened this week that uh, aren't personally related to us no. that we have found intriguing. So uh, let's just start off with the big announcement that came out on uh, the 25th. Uh, Bob Iger stepped down as the head of Disney. And the only reason I knew this happened is I work with a bunch of very avid Disney fans. Sure. I mean, it was and, also just plastered all over my Google news feed. Like, well, that's why I don't get on Google News. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was supposed to retire back in 2019, is what I'd read. Yeah. Uh, but since the Fox merger was like in the middle, they kept him on, uh, with some kind of contract that's supposed to run until 2021. 
Uh, he's working out the remainder of his contract, and he's going to be helping the new head of Disney transition into the role. And I forgot the name of the other guy. Yeah, I'm uh, not 100% sure the other guy we can pull it up here. I'll, I'll do a quick Google on you. Yeah, I know that he apparently wanted to just kind of step down into this more getting to be creative role, which I guess as obviously as like a CEO, you don't really get to flex that creative muscle as much as you're just uh, worrying about running the company. But um, he kind of saw Disney through the streaming times and getting them, you know, through all these multiple mergers, you know, not just Fox, but obviously uh, Marvel and every other crazy thing they've bought here lately. So pretty interesting to see what that change may bring. I don't know if we'll notice anything for a while as far as, you know, changes to how Disney operates that, you know, will make their way to the consumer. Right. And the person taking over as the, uh, the CEO is Bob Chappick. Ah, there we go. He uh, he was the head of theme parks and consumer products division. All um, right. He ran. He was the head of that division and had uh, was head of distribution at Studio Entertainment before he was at that job. So right. Looks like they've cast somebody in a role that should be fine. And I think you yeah. kind of hit hit the nail on the head with some of the things I wanted to mention about Iger is what his legacy would be. And I think you know. Getting Disney Plus, getting the Marvel franchise, getting the Star Wars franchise, really conglomerating a lot of those big name franchise under the Disney umbrella. It's probably going to be what people think of the most when they think of Iger. Oh, yeah. And I think, you know, we got some heavy hitters coming to Disney Plus here relatively soon that I'm sure we'll eventually be chatting about. So it'll be interesting to see how that continues to grow. Indeed, indeed. Um, the specs for the Xbox Series X released. Oh, yeah. So, And there are a lot of words that don't mean anything to the average person, but <laughs> really pretty on a piece of paper. Teraflops will always sound like a made-up word, um, but this Xbox One X does have 12 of those teraflops. Of them. Yep. Um, one teraflop is a unit of computing speed equal to one trillion floating point operations per second which basically means it can just do a bunch of math real well, real fast. Um, it doesn't really matter unless developers know how to optimize their game for the console, which I'm sure they will, but teraflops don't, don't equal performance. But another, a few other interesting things I think about the, uh, the One X is obviously they have this uh, custom processor that they worked on with, um, who did they work with their processor on now? I'm forgetting. It's AMD. Um, so, and also we're going to get the faster NVMe SSDs, which means everything should load faster. Games should boot up quicker, transition quicker. Basically everything quality of life wise should be just better. Um, right. One of the coolest things for me, I thought was the, a whole concept of what they decided to tag as smart delivery, which simply enough, your game's going to work like games do on the PC. If you buy it and you want to play it on your laptop, you can play it on your laptop or you can play it on your big old desktop at home. Um, But essentially 
in the Xbox ecosystem, it'll mean that these games will work on your One X and they will work on your Xbox One and they will work on your Series X, at least for the period of time where they continue to do games uh, that span the various consoles. Yes. Um, I also like the resume, the quick resume that they were talking about. Yes. Where with this processor and all this, uh, t- all these terror flops, you'll be able to like, if you don't want to play this game, you can kind of like pause, switch over to another game, play that game. Oh, I don't want to play this anymore. Let me go back to the other game. And instead of it like rebooting and reloading, it'll be able right. to just pop right back up. And I'm like, that's really cool because I'm very indecisive about playing games. Yeah. So I thought that no, was I love that. A, a I really think, cool. You know, we got the like the first generation of that, you know, in this, you know, in this console generation where, you know, you can kind of do that with one game and go watch Netflix and then come back and boot the game back up. And, you know, the switch is also really good about doing that. But the fact that this will now be with multiple games also I was reading that, that the console can reboot and you can still pick up off of where you left off, just essentially pausing it and go into the menu. That's great. I think that's a, once again, I think this generation is going to be all about, obviously we'll have better graphics, but I think it's the biggest jump you're going to see is going to be like in quality of life, style improvements, uh, faster loading, and just more kind of lifestyle options. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm definitely excited to see it. Of course, being the huge Xbox fanboy I am. I will not deny that. I'm excited to see everything about this new console. I love the fact that we're also hearing all of this, like what you mentioned with it being able to play on Xbox, on your PC, on the One, if it's compatible with it. I like that because that means I don't have to upgrade right away. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, really what it's going to come down to is uh, is going to be, for me, you know, what is the price going to be? And also how is it going to compare in price to like, the playstation for me because i'm gonna eventually have both if the playstation is too high at launch i'm probably gonna hold off and wait and get an xbox or i might hold off on both because for right now especially with xbox i know i can just continue to play on my one x and also a lot of things will be on pc and if you're like us and have good gaming pcs it's just kind of you're just getting the console for the convenience of having the console you know So, in other console news, you know, obviously because we're now at this fun time in the before the new consoles have been all officially specced out and shown to us, there's just nonstop articles coming out with assumptions and little leaks from here and there. We're seeing some rumblings about PlayStation 5. And what could possibly be an issue for them on the price is that it's starting to cost them a lot to manufacture it. And I think unless they're willing to take a loss we're possibly looking at seeing a pretty pricey PS5, which could be a mess at launch. Um, basically, it's, it's a part we, supply, and yeah. isn't it? Because a lot of the uh, a lot of the parts they're using for the PS5 are also similar parts that phones are starting to use for 5G. Yep. Um, so a lot of phones are using the same type of RAM, um, and a lot of the newer phones are in demand for this. A ton of the Samsung phones are using this. So obviously with the amount of phones that are getting cranked out nonstop, a lot higher than consoles, those prices are getting just driven up 
just like anything else, Rams prices fluctuate a lot. I'm not 100% sold. This isn't a temporary thing, and they're going to be able to work out a deal, and the supply chain will kind of refresh itself. This happens with PC RAM. Every few years, PC RAM prices go through the roof for a bit because supply chain is low, things calm down, they go back to normal, kind of like we are right now with most PC RAM. So I think a lot of it is really still just all that kind of speculation that happens, so you can have a lot of clicks on your article. Yeah, I just I think it's really weird that we're this late into the console, I guess the new console hype, and we still haven't seen a whole lot from Sony. And Sony is supposed to be officially announcing the console, but Xbox yeah. has already done it, and Xbox has now already dropped the gauntlet on what specs are. Right, but then they're both just... I feel like they're both just playing price chicken at this point. Yeah, who, who's like, going to announce who's that gonna price first? Who's going to break first? first? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of funny. I'm just waiting. You know, who's going to get nervous at one of these companies? You know, there's going to be somebody who's going to be like, we have to just... We just got to announce the price. We can't keep waiting. We just got to do it. And you know, within seconds of one of them announcing price, the next one's coming in and probably undercutting them by at least 100 bucks. I was about to say, in, but, but here's the thing. Do you think... In this game of price chicken, if I'm saying if you're Microsoft, you've got nothing to lose. Oh yeah, no, they'll take point, the loss. Do you come in and say four hundred dollar console when the I cost don't... of the Sony console they're already saying is like four twenty five in production? Yeah, I don't like see... not even sell, and then does Sony be like, <gasps> I guess well, we got to sell it for four hundred? Does Sony then try to turn around and sell that console for three hundred dollars? One thing I think is that you know we have already heard, and they kind of. I don't know if they've so much has gone back from them that has has stopped talking about it. But remember, there was that time where they talked about the Series X being the top of the line of these new console. Um, And that there was another console as well at like a Mm -hmm. mid range between these. I could see the Series X still being more of like a $500 price point. Um, I would be surprised if we got as low as 400, that thing is going to sell like crazy. Um, I, 500 is definitely the highest you can charge for a console. Yeah, I don't. I think anybody you trying to put out a $600 console, it's going to be yeah, a bad you, time. You can't be higher than 500. I think 400 is reasonably what people will justify spending. Right. Um, but I also think that think that with the the way Xbox is approaching this, they're set up to where they don't need to sell you the Series X to make money. Right, right. They can just be like, well, here's the Series X. This is what it looks like, but don't worry. Because uh, right now, the only game we know of that is only going to be Series X compatible is Halo Infinite. Which, granted, it's Halo, so it's a console seller. Um, but Forza 8 has been talked uh, about. It's going to be a release title, but it's also going to be backwards. It's going to be, there's going to be a Series Infinite X. was also going to be on the One X. I think it might be getting a different version on the One X. Right. I don't think, but I know, like I know from from what I had read about Forza Eight coming out, is that it's going to work on all generations. Um, right. So it'll, it'll be, be interesting a, yeah, to see. It'll definitely be interesting to see what uh, what ends up happening. I think there's a a lot of things we just do not know at this point. 
Yeah, I mean, all of this in general is speculation, yeah. so it'll be interesting oh, yeah. to see what happens. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're still, I mean, it's going to be holidays, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, uh, but moving from this boring PlayStation and yeah. Xbox talk, are you not hyped that the next great blockbuster has started filming? You mean Jurassic Park? <laughs> uh, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion Yes, has started filming. And uh, Chris Pratt was quoted in an interview basically saying, like, oh, like, the band's getting back together. This is, right. like, in-game for Jurassic Park fans. Right, right. And I was like, please, Mr. Pratt, stop talking. I can only be so <laughs> erect. Um, we know for sure on board is already Laura Dern, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and Sam Neill. We knew they were on. Right. The gentleman who played Tim from the original movies uh, posted on Twitter the day that the shooting was announced that it's time to go back to work. So mm -hmm. assuming that we may see even the children coming back, um, which I think would be hilarious. Uh, also have been yeah. reading that the tone's going to be a lot different than the previous worlds, uh, the previous Jurassic worlds. Oh, yeah? I'm okay with that because from what I've been reading is that it is going to be more grounded, closer to the the tone in Jurassic Park okay. more than it was in the previous Jurassic World. Right. right. So a little less genetic dinosaur mutated stuff. Yeah, and maybe the a last little bit more just dinosaurs. A, so the Fallen Kingdom had a really different feel to it. Um, yes. So I am I am interested to see what they end up doing um, when it comes to kind of changing up the tone and all that. Because, yeah, it definitely had a totally kind of different vibe to it in comparison to, you know, even the other Jurassic World movie. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting. More, more Jurassic Park universe, Jurassic World universe content always... Uh, I think welcome by the both of us. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm not gonna complain at all. More Jurassic Park is the best Jurassic Park, so I'll be super excited. Even though we've got to wait, damn, another year for it. So, yeah, that's true. That's true. Can't wait to keep up with it and see it going on. Uh, you played anything? So I know you were in the mountains. So I didn't yeah, know yeah, I was in the mountains. I did not bring a console with me or anything, but you don't need to bring a console with you when you have xCloud. So I fired up my phone and on the pretty decent internet connection they had, which surprising for such a remote cabin had like 50 down. So oh, wow. yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, wait, wait. It was only a few months ago that I got better than 25 down in my apartment. Um, so having a, a pretty good internet connection, about 50 down, I was able to just like lay back in one of the uh, big old lazy boys they had there and play on some Madden. Um, and uh, that's about all I did on Cloud. really was just jump onto Madden. And it was pretty solid, honestly. Uh, Connection-wise, few little, few little blips there in the Wi-Fi, but I think it's more um, environmental. But I played a little bit of that, and then mainly I've just been jumping on the Switch and playing small little indie games here and there. So nothing, uh, nothing too crazy. How about you? Well, we all know what Ben plays. 
That's true. It's time for Ben's Wowden. <laughs> Ben's Wowden, as you know, we like to call as we call yes. it. Uh, we learned. I learned some valuable lessons in WoW this week. There's a difference between server time and real time. And when you're trying to plan a raid, make sure that you're aware of these differences. <laughs> so I tried to set up a raid for oh, Friday man. night, and I said, let's get started at 8.30. And I meant Eastern time in my uh-huh. head, forgetting that my server I play on is a West Coast server. So when they <laughs> saw 8.30, they, uh, 8.30, they thought 8.30 server time. And 8.30 right. server time is like 10 o'clock, or, uh, sorry, 11.30 here. So, oh, like, man. most of us East Coasters, and I say most of us because it wasn't me and it wasn't uh, a few other people that I was playing with, were like, oh, we're going to bed. So we lost, like, three or four people. And then the other people get on, like, oh, yeah, let's go raid. And we're like, oh, <laughs> we just lost half the people. I forgot. So we're trying again, and I specified it's either going to be this time server or this time Eastern this time. So no confusions there. Uh, we're up to, like, 24 members now starting to use that Discord that you've helped me set up so fantastically we got to do some mythics and then me and uh, my healer uh dk uh i won't say his real name on air uh we have started a two's arena grind that has now pushed us to being almost 1400 rated and uh i've like I said it's just it's consuming everything now it's it's wow or nothing and i finally oh, got flying for battle of azeroth which if you play well you'll understand what a feat this is <laughs> if you don't play WoW, you're like, I wish this dude would shut up, and I respect that opinion, but I'm not going to shut up. Um, I literally <laughs> got flying last night, and I got up and I ran around my apartment and sat back down and started playing again, because I was super amped about it. Woo, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you've, been, you've been churning it out on that, and that it's been uh, treating you well, I think. That's oh yeah, it's been treating me very well. Very nice. But you got anything else to add to tonight, man? Um, no, I think that is all for me. How about you, sir? Alrighty then. Do we have anything to give people a sneak peek for the next couple weeks? Well, or are we going to wait until they get a little more concrete? Yeah, I think they're going to wait. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, we do have some things in the pipeline that we'll try to get you information out. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Either on Facebook at Too Young to Be This Old or on Twitter at the exact same thing, Too Young to Be This Old. Uh, we are on both of them. Also, our website, podcast.tooyoungtobethisold. If anywhere you're listening to the podcast, you can like, rate, or subscribe. Please do that. Share us with your friends. Uh, definitely appreciate some of the outpouring of support that I personally received after our last episode. It let me know that I am not screaming into the void. And honestly, it's made me feel like a renewed man for this podcast. Thank you for those that reached out. I really needed it. Yes, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. We've seen, you know, just a lot of support, um, both, you know, personally and um, on our social media time. So appreciate all that love. All right, until next time, guys, we will see you around. Don't forget to listen to Too Young to Be This Old and let your friends know about us. Goodbye.